Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. Zach and I have been away for a little while, busy with the winter stuff, preparing for the season. Uh, you know, I've been out starting the season on PG Tour, but we appreciate your support, your patience, and we hope we can um, start getting into some more episodes for the upcoming season. We were looking back and reflecting on the past year, and uh, we've actually, uh, this is our 54th episode, I believe, so we've been been doing about an episode a week, believe it or not. I don't know how we managed to do that, but this kind of all spawned last year out of uh, the beginning of COVID. Zach and I had this crazy idea to kind of start a podcast and create Maine Golf Talk. So we thank you for listening. And um, we got some new gear coming on the way as well with some hats. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But in the meantime, let's talk about uh, this special week in our golf season the Masters, the kind of symbolic start to the golf season, I suppose, where you have um, spring in Georgia and and golf courses starting to open up in New England. So, um, Zach, this has got to be probably your favorite time of the year as well, right? You know, I think uh, this is really the only major that I get to actually sit down and watch every shot you know, with U.S. Open, uh, PGA now moving forward, even if it, when it was in August. Um, you know, the open championship, all of them are right in the middle of the golf season. And, you know, we're slammed and we don't get to watch as much. So I get to enjoy it because I get to sit down and watch. And, you know, I've been there a couple of times. I've got to see, you know, hear the roars, see the azaleas and be a part of uh, the hollow grounds. And I mean, it's incredible uh, for those that haven't gone. I highly recommend throwing it on your bucket list and making sure you make an effort to get down. Um, because it is, it's, it's incredible. Um, so I've enjoyed it being part of it and I can't wait for this week. I mean, we have so many great storylines that, uh, I just, I'm looking forward to between, you know, we have, uh, Dustin Johnson defending, trying to be, uh, back to back. Um, you know, you have Jordan speed coming in hot. You have Justin Thomas coming in hot and you got guys like, uh, Rory that are a little, uh, you know, under the radar, John Rahm just having a kid. So a lot of good storylines. I know, uh, I know there's been some really good ones leading up to it. You know, let's, let's talk about this last week real quick before we jump into the mess. You know, we had Augusta women's amateur. We had drive chip and putt. We had Jordan Spieth's win. Henry, uh, what do you take from all of this? Well, it's just a great couple weeks here in, in golf. And I mean, Women's amateur came down to the wire there. Uh, I was kind of pulling from Igliaccio. We had a chance to play a practice round with her last year at ANA. Um, just a, a great young player and really nice, her and her mom spending time with them. Um, didn't end up uh, getting it done in the playoff, but still exciting finish. Um, you know, you have the dry chip and putt. That's just, it's so fun to see these 
these uh, young bucks swing the club and and roll the rock and uh, and then chip as well. So uh, really fun to see. You even had one of them, one of the young guys doing a Kyle Berkshire move, the sort of weight shift and hop around before he hits the ball. So that was pretty fun to see. Um, I, I to me though, what stands out. I mean, I obviously you have Jordan Spieth winning. I, I think we all saw that one coming the way he's been playing and trending, but the one that really stood out to me was a and I mean, what, what Patty did that weekend and, and what Lydia co fired on that, that Sunday 62 on that golf course. I mean, I, from being there last year, um, I know it's, it's probably playing a little bit easier this year with it being um, in the winter time and the grass conditions a little different, but it's, I was just really impressed with that, that performance from those two and especially Patty and her sort of dominance over those four days. Yeah, that, uh, that was dominance all, you know, wider, wire win. That was great. Um, you know, if Lydia Co had somehow pulled out that victory, uh, that would have been the greatest round of all time for majors, um, you know, in all of golf. Um, I mean, 10 under par, she had a chance for 59. That's, you know, you can't, you, you know, especially for somebody like Jordan Spieth that was, you know, kind of struggling. She's had some collapses in the in the last couple of years, you know, she building her way back up. So it was great seeing her back in contention and, uh, you know, giving it a good run there. Uh, but, you know, Masters, it, this is what this episode is all about. This is what we are doing. So let's get to our picks. We're going to make this episode pretty quick and, uh, you know, for your, our listeners, you guys pretty much know the deal at this point. We pick uh, two inside the top 10. We pick one from 11 to 30. We pick one from 31 to 50. And we pick one from 51 plus. You know, the Masters is a difficult one for that 51 plus just because there's not as many, you know, roll the ranking golfers that are in that 50 plus range. Um but uh, Henry, why don't you uh, why don't you lead it off? Uh, let's see your uh, hear your pick in that uh, fifty plus range. Yeah, so for the fifty and over world rankings in the Masters, I'm going to go with Ian Poulter. Um, do I believe he will win? No, I don't. Uh, but it being a Ryder Cup year, uh, we saw how he kind of showed up to the match play <clears throat> and. I think his game's trending a little bit just based on what he's been saying. And guy wants to play the Ryder Cup. He's a putting machine. He's played pretty well there at Augusta before. And hate him or love him, I think he's going to finish in the top, I would say, 10, 15 this, this week. So I'm going to pick Ian Poulter in that five slot. You know, the, the fire that he had in the, you know, the, that in those eyes – um, you know, going in against uh, Sky Scheffler there, that was a great match. I mean, Bolts got destroyed. I think what was it, four and three or five and four, but he didn't make a bogey until that final hole and just got whooped by Scheffler. So I, I like that pick. I think uh, Bolts is uh, you know trending upwards. You know, two other ones I had in mind. Uh, you know, I was thinking Bubba Watson. You know, he had another good showing at uh, the match play, but I'm gonna go with Gary Woodland. Um, you know, he's kind of been pretty sporadic the last couple uh a uh, couple months here between missed cuts and you know high finishes but uh you know i saw a little glimpse of uh his uh, u.s open self uh back uh, last week in the valero uh i think he started finding something with the driver and 
you know, you, you got to keep the ball in play at Augusta. And I think if Gary can keep it in play, he's going to uh, be able to hit the greens and keep, uh, keep those scores down and give himself a chance. But, you know, kind of like you, I think Gary, you know, he might make the cut my place in the top 20. I don't really see him being a winner, but you know, I, I hope he proves me wrong. So for my, uh, my 31 to 50 range, I am going to go with Max Homa. Um, you know, I was really enjoying his uh, Twitter the last couple of days. He's had some uh, great tweets. I think he's just firing out all cylinders, uh, not only just uh, with his win at Riviera, but, uh, you know, his Twitter game is pretty strong right now. Um, but, you know, you, you can't just, you know, think of him as just, you know, every now and then kind of winning. I mean, he has had two other top 10 finishes this year, so he's playing really good golf and a guy that's going to be a little bit under the, you know, under the radar. He's got a great pairing there. Um, and I think he's going to play really well this week. Yeah. Home is a good pick. I like that one. Uh, been playing well, played well at Riviera one there and I, something about those West coast courses. I don't know what it is, but I always feel like the, the guys that play well out in that West coast swing, um, they seem to have a leg up in the masters. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong there, but I just feel like those greens out there are fast and slopey. Got to play a lot of break. It kind of lends itself to the Augusta greens as well. Um, I'm going to kind of go with the obvious pick here though, and pick Jordan Spieth. I think he's ranked uh, 38th in the world right now. And I mean, he's been probably one of the hottest players over the past couple months, trending, putting great. We know about his wedge play. We know how good his irons are now. Can he drive the ball? He's still not quite there, but at Augusta, you don't need to drive it great. And he's played well there before. So I'm going to go with the obvious choice here and pick Jordan Spieth. Uh, He's probably got to be one of the betting favorites right now, which is kind of crazy to believe for a guy ranked outside the top 30 in the world. Um, With my number three pick, so basically the world rankings 11 to 30. Uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Berger. So this kind of speaks to what I was talking about with the West Coast swing. Berger played great at Pebble Beach. Um, won, I think, with a 65 on Sunday or something like that, maybe 64. Uh, I just think that he's one of those putters, too, where everyone kind of talks about his stroke and they don't they, – they say he decelerates into the ball, but – I look at that and I'm like, that's perfect for fast, slopey greens. You look at Jordan Spieth, he kind of is the same way, kind of slows down into the ball, has a little bit of a rebound effect. So, and he's actually, I believe, top 20 in strokes game putting this year. So um, I really like what Berger's doing. He's won a few times over the past couple of years, confident player, uh, unique swing, but he owns it. I'm going to go with him in that number three slot. Yeah, I really like that pick there. Um, I'm, you know, I was going through my list here, and I'm shocked that I'm picking this golfer uh, in this category. Um, I'm going Rory McIlroy in the 11 slot. Um, you know, he is a backdoor top 10 machine at the Masters. He, uh, you know, he, it seems like he's always out of contention. He's never got a chance going into that uh, that weekend. It somehow puts together, you know, two decent rounds. Um, you know, to put his name up inside the top 10. Um, I think this, this week might be his one week that he might actually finally, uh, 
you know, pull through and uh, get it. I mean, there's so much talk about Bryson and his length and everybody else and DJ um, that, you know, there, nobody's really talking about his, about Rory and his attempt for the uh, career grand slam. And like I said, as a top 10, you know, master at Augusta, I mean, he's had only one finish outside top 10 since 2015 and that was T21 when Tiger won in 2019. So I like Rory, um, you know, if, if anything, he's definitely going to be, you know, have his name up on Sunday. And, you know, here's our, our favorite uh, parts trying to pick uh, two inside the top 10. Um, I, I'm I'll go first and I'll go with my two picks. Uh, so my first one's going to be Colin Morikawa. It's going to be his second attempt at Augusta. Um, last last year, he well, a couple months ago, last year, whatever you want to call it, uh, he finished T forty four. Really didn't do much, but you know he's still trying to learn uh, learn Augusta, learn the nuances. But uh, you know, listening to what he was talking about, he's starting to work on a driver. Um, he he has that kind of cut going. He he's trying to straighten that out for those straighter holes like seven and um, those back nine holes like fifteen and fourteen. So I think uh, I think you know with that and him working on these side slope shots, you know the side hill above ball above ball below your feet shots. Um, you know I, I think Colin's going to be right there, and I mean the it's kind of hard to pick against a guy that's you know doing things that only Tiger Woods has done, and that's when WGC and a major before the age of twenty four. We got to put in perspective that when Tiger won. In 2019, Colin Workout was in college watching it just like us on the couch. So I really like this kid. If not this week, he's going to be there year after year, and he's going to be a name that we're going to be talking about for a while. And my final pick is going to be no other than Dustin Johnson. I was uh, talking with Henry uh, yesterday about pigs in a blanket. I was kind of questioning that decision. Uh, I didn't know if he, he had enough time, but I don't know if you guys saw the pictures of those things. Those are not your pigs in the blanket. I mean, there's those were some nice kibasas that uh, that they had for the appetizers. Um, you know, even his caddy had a great lineup for his uh, his caddy dinner. Um, you know, the green banana really uh, kind of you know was top notch on my uh, my my book there. Um, but DJ, he he's just like Rory always in the top 10. Um, the only year that he hasn't been since 2016 was the year that he took a tumble down the stairs and uh, could not play. So I like DJ. It's kind of hard to beat, bet against the world number one and defending champion. So that's my pick. Yeah, I'd say the pigs in a blanket, they looked more like a beef Wellington or something. So <laughs> what that was about. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, hard to bet against those two guys you just named. And I would put them on the short list of guys that can win. I really think there's only maybe 10 players that can win this tournament right now with their based on ball striking and statistics. And those two are definitely in the running. Um, at number two, this guy might actually be sort of on the edge or even outside of that list, but you can't rule him out. His short game is just world-class. He's number one in strokes game putting. Another West Coast swing guy that won at Torrey. I'm going to go with Patrick Reed. Again, love him or hate him. He's kind of the, a little bit of a Poulter type, but maybe Poulter doesn't get uh, prosecuted for cheating quite like Patrick Reed does. 
Um, but assuming he doesn't have any crazy illegalities during the event, I really feel like Patrick Reed is going to contend this week. He's already won there before, has a green jacket, and the guy just gets it in the right areas around the green, and he chips and putts like a madman. I don't think there's anyone in the world that has a better short game right now. And then for my other top 10 pick, um, I'm going to go with the, the brand-new father, John Rahm. Um, I've said in the past I feel like he's not quite ready for a major, still a little bit of a hothead. Uh, call him the thumb, whatever you want, but I feel like I feel like this week he might have that sort of added uh, motivation, focus, calm, whatever it might be. Um, I think this could be his week, and we'll see. But you know, we left some names off this this list. Bryson DeChambeau, he comes in. You know, he's a little unhealthy last year in the fall. Hard to leave him off the list. Brooks Kepka. I believe I saw a stat the other day that Kepka is like 86 under in the last like four years in majors. And the next best is like 35 Dustin Johnson. So I, even with one leg, you got to put Kepka in the mix as well. But we left those two names off. What do you know? We also left off uh, Justin Thomas. I mean, world number two golfer in the uh, golfer right now. Got a chance to become uh, world number one if uh, if he wins and DJ finishes above uh, T twenty one. I know it's a stretch, but you know JT can at least uh, you know we're at least having a conversation of JT overtaking DJ. I'm just not a big JT fan. I don't know what it, maybe it's because I saw him at True North last year and he kind of I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad, but I'm just not a big JT fan. <laughs> It's just because you can't hit that little uh, duck hook driver runner thing that he. I'm sorry. I am sorry, but those two shots of the players on 16 18 were not intentional little draws. That is called a toe hook, smother hook that he hit 235 carry on 16, and that three wood should have gone in the water on 18. So you guys can argue with me all you want, um, but that's just how I feel about it. Well, Henry, uh, since you've been away, um, golf courses in Maine have opened up, which uh, it's been exciting. Um, you know, we've had we've heard some great reports from Nunsuch, uh, Doing Grass. I actually went down with uh, Eric McClure and one of my members, Pem, um, and we actually went and played in the Tannis uh, last week. You know, for uh, for being a little wet, I mean, everything else was in great shape. I mean, they haven't mowed greens yet. They're still getting some recovery, but greens are in great shape. And I think it's going to be a really good season up here um, for Maine golf. And I think there's a lot of excitement. I mean, there was, uh, you know, hearing all the PGA pros talk about it in the chapter meeting the last couple of weeks. I mean, we're, uh, we had a great season last year and it's going to be an even better one this year. Yeah, it's great to hear. Yeah. I heard from Martindale too. The course came out great for the upcoming season. I'm looking forward to getting up there at some point this summer, play a little golf, definitely get up to the loaf. Um, so excited to uh, see everyone up there, get out and make some swings. We'll be looking forward to it. Definitely share your posts with us on Instagram and Facebook. We love to, uh, you know, reshare those for you guys. Um, I do also want to mention 
if you're listening to this podcast today on Wednesday, April 7th, we are, uh, our friends at New England Golf Passport have put up a contest. So you still have time to pick. I know we're kind of putting this out there last minute, but you still have time to pick for the Masters. Uh, first place will win you a uh, Stonehouse Golf Executive print. These are some of the nicest prints you can get of some of the best golf courses around the world. So definitely take a look at that contest. You can find it on Facebook. And I think we're going to link that in the podcast as well. Second place, you get a couple of the New England Golf Passports. And third place, you get one New England Golf Passport. Um, and make sure you check out the New England Golf Passport if you haven't done so already. Still have time to get those for the upcoming season. Um, Zach, any final thoughts about Maybe, you know, who's going to don this green jacket? We made our picks. Are there any sort of dark horses that names we didn't mention or any other thoughts for the upcoming week? You know, watching the uh, women's amateur, the course is playing firm and fast. So I think it's going to be, you know, pretty much depending on what weather is going to do this weekend. I think it's going to create, uh, you know, really bring out some of the best golfers in the world. Um, and it gets, can give everybody a chance to win. Um, but I think one thing I'm really excited about is just seeing a little bit more fans, uh, be there at Augusta, you know, we're going to be able to hear a little bit more roars. I mean, it's not a full, full on Augusta national with, uh, with gallery, um, the patrons. Um, but we're going to, we're going to have some more, uh, more patrons and some more cheers and, uh, roars. So I'm excited about that. I know uh, some of the other players have already talked about it, how they're excited. And, um, you know, it's going to be one of those great events that everybody's looking forward to. So I'm excited. Um, can't wait. Yeah. Why do they call them patrons at the masters, but just your typical fans at other events, it's just a tradition unlike any other. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's uh, I, I I could go on, but uh, we don't need to bore the listeners on my uh, <laughs> my master's useless knowledge. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you uh, listening. Um, be sure to leave a uh, comment, review, uh, a like, whatever you may dabble with on iTunes. Um, and as I said, if you guys have any pictures of the, you know, when you're out and about playing golf this beginning of the season, make sure you tag us on Instagram. We'd love to uh, reshare. I know some of you that listen, I've sort of reshared some posts from you guys. So uh, we love sharing sort of those main golf photos and videos that you have. And again, check out the New England Golf Passport Contest if you're listening to this today. And we'll see you next time on Main Golf Talk.